Good evening. For the record, my Verizon clock is 431, but my computer clock's 430, so I don't know where yours is, but uh, just a note that the, not all the clocks are synchronized. Our Psalms tonight are Psalm 93 on page 457, and then we'll go to Psalm 98 on poor, pay, excuse me, page 461. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 93 is on page 457. The Lord is king, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath thy seat been prepared. Thou art from everlasting. The floods are riven, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. Psalm 98 on page 461. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. With his own right hand, and with his holy arm, hath he gotten himself the victory. The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourselves joyful unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord upon the harp. Sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also in shalms, and show yourself joyful before the Lord the King. Let the sea make a noise, and all that therein is, the round world, and they that dwell therein. 
Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here, in, here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Hosea. Then the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover, and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. So I bought her for myself for fifteen shekels of silver, and one and a half homers of barley. And I said to her, You shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man so too will I be toward you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint, with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore the land will mourn, and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Now let no man contend or rebuke another. For your people are like those who contend with the priest. Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. And I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity. And it shall be like people, like priest. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. For they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 5th chapter of the Epistle of 
Apostle Paul to the Galatians. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may defend it against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Interesting um, passages we have tonight. We've um, got a theme, I believe, and I believe that it, the theme is, first off, in the Psalms, we see God's sovereignty over all creation and how he's more powerful than anything that, that has been created. And then the secondary part of the theme is how we live in this kingdom that he's king over. Psalms 93 and then 95 through 100 are dedicated to celebrating God's sovereign kingship. And so that's a theme, obviously, that we'll see in, in those psalms. Psalm 93 glorifies God's eternal universal kingdom, which is uh, providentially administered by God through his son, Jesus. Nothing is more powerful than the Lord, and nothing is more steadfast than his reign. Nothing is more secure than his revelation. I think when computers first came out, like probably in the 80s or 90s, there used to be a um, terminology we use called GIGO, garbage in and garbage out. And I, I believe that what we do as we go to our prayer every day is we're putting good stuff in so that good stuff can go out. And so what we concentrate on and what we think about is, is what we become. And as we realize who God is and who we are in relation to him, we become more like him and more comfortable in his kingdom. So Hosea gives us an example of how not to live in this kingdom. And I'm thinking, oh, the life of a prophet. Uh, here's Hosea. His wife is uh, an adulterous woman, a harlot, and um, she's gone now. She's out of his life. And God says, um, go back and love the woman. And so he has to go, and, and we believe he had to buy her back from a slave auction. But anyway, at any play, any, in any case, he paid a price, and his wife Gomer is back with him. And you think, great, now he gets his wife back. But um, we find in verses 3 and 5 that he's, she's not allowed any conjugal relations for many days. And many days is kind of like in quote marks there with any man, including Hosea. And so the life of a prophet is not just speaking the word of God, but living the word of God, a living example of the word of God. So Gomer represents obviously Israel and her adultery and in her worship. And so she won't be having um, any conjugal visits. And so what's the picture is in God's dealing with his covenant people that Israel would exist without her existing political and um, religious. And that's her religious, both true and false relations until the Messiah returns at the se second advent. Um, and that's when he'll set, set up his kingdom. kingdom. So, and then as we see this, we see this marriage analogy, and then all of a sudden it changes to a court analogy in, in chapter 4. The Lord brings a charge, and turning um, from the marriage to this, his, his charge is an indictment against Israel. And the main charge is their breaking of the Ten Commandments. We see that they swear and lie, um, and of course we know that um, we're not to uh, take the name of the Lord in vain, killing and stealing, um, Killing is uh, commandment six, and uh, thou shalt not steal, because eight, 
Committing adultery, of course, is commandment seven. So we see a lot of the commandments being broken. And what we find here, and also Hosea mentioned, that this sin not only affects the people, it affects the land and creation. And what he writes is, therefore, the land will mourn. And remember, Jesus said the rocks would cry out if the people didn't. And all of this is because of one reason. It's because they've ceased obeying the Lord. So then we see in Galatians, as we move forward, we see how to live in the kingdom opposed to how not live to live in the kingdom. And probably um, the best direction that Paul has given us the whole time is walk in the Spirit. So all of us as believers have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I don't think there's an argument about that. And it's for our personal power for living to please God. And so um, when we read the word walk, when we see walk in the spirit, we, that indicates a continuous action or a habitual lifestyle. So like living the life of prayer is a habitual lifestyle and a continuous act, action. It also implies progress. So as a believer submits to the spirit's control um, and responds in obedience, he grows in his spiritual life, and we call that formation. St. Paul mentions the flesh and in opposition to the spirit. And the flesh doesn't just mean your physical body. It means the mind, the will, the emotions, which are all subject to sin. And it refers in general to our unredeemed humanness. So that's in conflict with each other. I remember reading St. Ignatius, and St. Ignatius talked about how to live with the ups and downs of life. And he said, when we're up, uh, Satan's reaching out to grab us and pull us back. And when we're down, the Spirit's reaching out to try to recover us. And so this is something that we live with until... Uh, we are victorious in in the new kingdom and resurrection bodies. So the flesh manifests itself in obvious and certain ways. Fornication is one of them. And we read the word fornication, and we probably have an idea what it means, but it comes from the Greek word pornea, which obviously you've probably heard the word pornography, and then so it refers to all illicit sexual activity. And it's included, but it's not limited to adultery, premarital sex, homosexuality, bestiality, incest, prostitution, lewdness. That was a list of them that I'm reading there. But all of those things are um, considered fornication. And originally, the word wasn't just sexual. It was just excessive behavior or like a lack of restraint. But eventually, eventually it became, when we saw fornication, it was about sexual indulgence. So then we come to, I mentioned the, some of the best advice Paul gave was walk in the spirit. And then he gives us direction about what the Spirit is. And um, if you were to close your eyes a minute and I said, what's the fruit of the Spirit? Um, Are you able to say love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? And that's just an exhortation to memorize that verse if you haven't done so um, before. And and, and keep repeating that to yourself. And remember the the gigo thing. If we're going to put good things in, good things will come out. So godly attitudes... Uh, characterize those the lives of those that belong to God by faith in Jesus and possess the Spirit of God. And so when we look at um, uh, what's real, if we, if we concentrate on the fruit of the Spirit, uh, we don't have to think about the, the sins of the flesh, which are also listed there. We, can, we look at the fruits of the Spirit, and if something's not part of that, we'll recognize it right away. So Paul mentions having crucified the flesh. And as we come up, Wednesday's coming pretty soon. Ash Wednesday and Lent will start. And we have an opportunity to starve the fleshly parts. And that's a way we can crucify the flesh and move closer to walk in the Spirit and get um, closer to our, our Lord. So we have to wait until our glorification before we're finally rid of our unredeemed humanness. 
but by walking in the Spirit, we can please God while we're here in this world. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon our, all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you, Robert, for helping us through that. It's good to see you all. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Have a Have good a evening, everyone. Have a good evening. Yeah. Thank good you Saturday. so much. Bye.